survivor speak. I done messed around and went viral right from my driver's seat. Just like what the industry was containing. I'd rather make a difference instead of hating, complaining. So let me park the whip. It don't matter, rapper or model chick, singer or comedian. Perfect. Let's park in politics. Hey, let's park in politics. Welcome to the pullover. Let's park in politics. This the pullover. Let's park in politics. I say this the pullover. Let's park in politics. Parking and politicking live. And we're back live. Did you miss me? I know you guys missed me, right? Y'all miss me? Let me know if the sound is crispy and it's coming in clear and you guys can see me. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Welcome back. Me. Welcome back live. Welcome back to the Lockout Man podcast show live. And I am I, I am most certainly glad to be back. Me and StreamYard kind of had a rocky relationship. You know what I'm saying? So I had to go back to StreamYard and I had to be like, look, baby, you cost too much. Me and me, you're going to have to, you know, this this dinner right here, we're going to have to, we, we instead of going to Longhorn Steakhouse, I got to take you to Denny's. And StreamYard was like, yeah, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll do Denny's because you're a busy man. And I, I, and I say StreamYard, I appreciate that. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Lockout Men podcast show, where we park in politics with all our guests today. And today's special guest, of course, I am Lockout Men, but today's special guest is Trucker Girl ATL. Now... Hmm. I love the applause. <laughs> Trucker girl, ATL. Where where did that where where did that name come from? Now, ATL. I'm I'm a, I'm assuming you're from Atlanta, Georgia. Everybody's assuming that. Oh, okay, okay. So, talk to me. Trucker girl, ATL. <laughs> what is it about? Um, I'm a girl into trucks. <laughs> okay, okay. Really trucks. You know, at the time I was trying to figure out a, a good catchy name, you know what I mean? So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, I'm into trucking, you know, I'm a girl. You know what I'm saying? Let me come up with trucker girl. And that's how I came up with girls in trucking, you know, women in trucking. That's the idea that I had and that's how I came up with the name. And I put the ATL at the end because that's where my business is out of. That's where I'm you know, mainly running in and out of. That's why I came up with the ATL on the end because I am from New York and I live in New York. But, you know, I put the ATL at the end because I wanted to represent. All right. So let's, uh, you know, this is life before trucking. So thank you very much for coming on and uh, talking with us today. Not only that you're here to, uh, not only that you're here to talk to us, but you're also here to represent your company, which is, hold on, let me bring it up, is SYCS Trucking Company. Correct. All right. So before we get before we get into uh, get into your company, let's talk about you. Give us a give. Let me see. Hold on, right quick. Let me see if I can uh, pull this up. Let's see. Uh, hmm. You know, I always come with a. Uh, always come prepared 
<laughs> but this time, I don't no. think I did. Hold on right quick. Guys, give me a second. I had it. I had it up, but it's gone. I don't know what the hell. Let's see. Uh, here we go. There we go. Right one. Actually, I got two sets, but I found the right one. All right. So give me a little bit of history about yourself. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, originally from the, the beautiful island of St. Lucia. Uh, came to the U.S. about 20 years ago, or maybe a little over 20 years ago. Um, had a lot of dreams, aspirations, and saw a lot of things on TV that I was hoping I could, you know, make my reality. Um, fast forward a bit, you know, worked in the healthcare field um, part-time, and my main thing was real estate. That was I self-taught real estate buying, selling, renting, had had my uh, real estate license for a little bit, did, did that for a little bit, and kind of just, you know, got interest, got interested in real estate. I love the whole um, owning and, re you know, and renting, you know, for the rental income and stuff like that. And I did that did for you, a very long did, time. Did you do any flipping? I did not. It's funny because I, I wanted to, but I, be, I, I would fall in love with every property. And by the time I was done fixing it, I'm like, I don't want to sell it. I'm keeping it. I'm going to rent it out. So I want to say yes, but never finalized it because I would always fall in love with the property and, and then end up, you know, keeping it and turning it into a rental. So right. I attempted so to flip. <laughs> I, I, can, I can hear the accent in your voice. So you say you're from the island? Yes, I'm from St. Lucia. <laughs> so what so so what was life like there growing up um very simple i mean no pressure no problems you get what i'm saying very simple you know you didn't make a big deal about a lot of stuff um i didn't grow up with a whole lot but my dad my dad made sure we had everything my dad was a business owner himself he was a scuba diver he owned his own scuba diving company well known on the island Roseman's Trench, he discovered a trench, he named it after himself. And my dad was also a boxer, lightweight boxer. He was the okay. OECS champion, actually. Okay. Very okay. serious things. Yeah, my dad, you know, was very serious into the whole boxing thing. Um, but I loved being on the island. You know, you go to the beach, go to school, go to the beach, go home, play in the, in the yard, you know, go climb a whole bunch of mango trees. You know, I remember I used to climb mango and plum trees, pick the plums, pick the mangoes, sit in the tree, eat it. You know, it was it was carefree. You know what I'm saying? Easy. I miss okay. It. So what about what? Why why did you why did you come to the states? I didn't have a choice. I didn't want to come. My mother, my mother sent for us. My mother, she had moved here. Um, she had a whole life here, and she didn't want to take us out of school, so she waited until we were done with school. And once we were done with high school, my mom sent for my sister and myself, and then we came to the U.S. Um, Queens, you know, that's where we were living in Queens. And I didn't like it because I didn't get to go to school here. My sister went to school here, but I didn't because I had already finished high school, and they were like, oh, you need to work. So I was like, okay, but I didn't make, I didn't get to make any friends here. So it was so a little about, So you, you, you said your mother came to the States and made a life for herself. So is it safe to say that you, your mother and your father is, is separated or 
Correct. Or... Yeah. Separated. And then my mom, my, they separated. My mom came to the States to um, live with my uncle at the time. And w- while living here, working here, my mom met, met uh, you know, someone else and she married. And at that point, she had a new life and she wanted us to be with her. So my mom had my sister and I come to the States um, after we graduated. Well, after I graduated from high school because, I, you know, almost completed. Well, let that. me ask you now. Let me ask you this. You you yourself said you you didn't want to move. So, I mean, did you have the opportunity to, you know, powwow with your father and be like, look, dad, um, you know, my sister could go you know, to the States, but I want to stay here. Um, is it all right, you know, that I can stay here with you? Uh, I, I don't know if it's safe to say. Caribbean families are a little bit different. Um, usually what, what, what your mother and your father, what, what your mother and your father say, it goes. You know, they don't really take your opinion into consideration when you're young. You know, I didn't want to go, you know, I was doing great. You know, I was into, at the time I was into music, I was into singing, you know, I had my little thing going on with my music and singing from school and people kind of knew me from that. So I kind of wanted to stay behind to pursue that, you know, locally. But my mother, she wanted us, you know, we, we were, you know, we're girls, you know, mothers and their daughters, you know, they want them close by. So my mother didn't feel comfortable with us staying with my father. You know what I mean? She wanted us there. So we didn't really have a say. So I how did you how how did you and your sister get along with 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 your stepdad? It was it was rough. Um, it it was rough. Uh, me, I get along with everybody. Like I told you, I'm a people person. You know, I like to please everybody. So for me, it was easy. But unfortunately, my sister, she's a little bit more rough around the edges. So my sister, she was going through her little rebellion, you know, moments. So my sister, she didn't want to really hear anything she talked back a lot it was a little bit rude so my my stepfather he wasn't really down with that he was a southerner i think he was from north carolina so he had a different mentality and upbringing and i guess he saw things back in the day that kind of traumatized him and his family so it was rough it was rough you know i had a lot of friends i had a lot of friends that were caucasian and at the time my high school sweetheart was caucasian so you know where I'm going with it. It was kind of rough for us. We're like, what the heck? We're from an island where everybody loves everybody, you know? And we come here and we're hearing, oh, he doesn't like him. And you know what I mean? So it was, it was different. It was different. Okay, but okay. We had to, you know, blend in. Eventually, eventually we got it. We figured it out. All right. So years down the line, uh, you still stay in New York, do you? Yes, I still stay in New York. I'm not in Queens anymore. But I still stay in New York. I'm more oh, okay. in an area. All right. So with you being interested in 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 real estate, where where did your interest come from in trucking? Well, um, I think I was watching A and E or TLC. I can't remember. Um, do you remember the show they had with the truckers, the ice truckers? Mm-hmm. Ice truckers, shipping wars. Yeah. Yeah, I truckers. Some show along that lines, and I was like, "Damn!" And you know, and I, I was like, "I can do that. I can totally do that. That would be nice." And then from that from that point on, I got the idea. You know, I want to do trucking, but I never really looked into it. I never made a big deal about it. that. Was like years, um, you know, ago. And then um, 
Well, let me ask now. Let me ask you this: uh, since you was interested in it, because you know, of course, I'm reading from your bio. You do you have your CDLs or you don't have your CDLs? No, that's what I keep telling everybody. I do not have a CDL license. Um, when I initially got in it, I was thinking, okay, you know what? I'll go get my license because it would be good to have it you know, to experience what the drivers experience, to get right. first-hand knowledge of certain things, to, you know, to get a little bit more respect for my drivers, because if I'm one of them, you know, I'll get it more. I'll understand the hours of service. I'll understand how exhausted they are. I'll be more right. you know, pathetic. So maybe I should go get my license. Um, also, being a business owner, it's frustrating when drivers quit at any time or when a driver calls out, you have no one to move the load. I'm thinking, okay, it would be ad, you know, advantageous for me to be able to hop in the truck and just go, take care of it, not have to rely on anybody, right? Exactly. Well, over the years, a lot of feedback from a lot of my veteran drivers, their attitude is, why do you want to do that? You know, you run the company, stay focused on just running your business. You cannot do both. And I and I learned that from other drivers, you know, who, who's, who, was, who was there, did that been there, done that kind of thing. And their attitude was, you don't need to be behind the wheel. You get what I'm saying? You know, focus on running the business. You're doing a great job. Keep running the business. You can't do both. And then came the the aspect of me being a, a mother. They're like, you have small kids. They need you. You can't be behind the wheel. You know, you're doing, you're doing too much. And, and, and that, and right there, I decided, you know what, you know what, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get my license. Maybe at some point I will, but not right now. I'm just going to stay focused on what mm-hmm. I'm doing. And that how, how how did how how did the idea for you to how how did the idea come uh for you to start SYCS Working Company? Okay, so um, you know, my my partner at the time, you know, partner meaning, you know, boyfriend, you know, kid's father at the time. He um he had a friend of his, you know, high school friend of his um, who worked for a contractor, a FedEx contractor driving. And I guess he always reached out saying, Hey man, you know, you know, get a truck. We can put it on, you know, stuff like that. And he had another friend doing trucking that was like, Hey, give me a truck and we'll put it on and you can get in. And at the time I had the funds, I was looking for another venture and he came to me and he said, Hey Rose, I have an idea these two guys keep telling me, let's do this. What do you think? And I'm like, okay, well, I always wanted to do trucking. This could be my opportunity. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. But when they came with the idea of the truck, it didn't make sense. I'm like, okay, we're going to give them a truck. They're going to put it on. You're saying this is how much we're getting a week. This is the expenses. It's make, it's not making sense. It's not adding up. So you know what? Scratch that. Not interested. I guess his friend came back again and said, okay, well, I have a better idea. Um, I have this contractor at FedEx who who's selling. She wants to get out. She she got in because she was hoping she could she could do it with her husband, but it didn't work out. She she's done. She wants out. She's selling. So I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. What is she selling it for? What's included? What are we getting? And that's how I got started. I took advantage of the opportunity. The opportunity came out of Atlanta, Georgia. That didn't scare me because I take risks. I jump in head first. And I said, you know what, it would be a great opportunity to go to another state because I can get out of the house. I can do some more traveling, you know, network a little bit. And that's how the opportunity came about. I purchased it from her and that's how I got started with SYCS Trucking Company. 
how did that how before I ask my next question, how how did that that little meeting go? Like, I mean, you you guys got together at the office and y'all chopped it up and how how did that meeting go? Okay, so so we met, you know, we met her at the you know, the FedEx contract I was selling. We met her along with my my um my um well he's my friend now, but along with the the high school um classmate of my um, kid's dad and we all sat down and we talked about it we talked about you know the the details well how much does this truck bring in how much does this route bring in what's required what is fedex looking for to approve me as a contractor um she showed us you know she showed me her settlements of how much she makes per mile and stuff like that and i'm like okay this is looking good you know this is looking good and I was lucky. I mean, we're talking about a $60,000 investment. I made a $60,000 investment. Okay. I was very lucky. That $60,000 investment came with two routes, one being a dedicated route, one being a window route, teams, two team routes. And um, it included one truck. Okay. So for two routes, a team route, a window route, and a truck, 60000 was an, a a huge huge um, um that sounds like yeah that sounds like it, a like a steal so was, so the trucks so when she when she sold out of you know when she sold out of the out of the contract she gave she gave you the contracts the routes and in one truck or two no, it came with, it was the two routes and one truck. She didn't sell me her contract. Um, she sold me her, her route and I got my own contract. Oh, okay. So when you, when you purchase a route from the contractor, you are now buying the route. And with that, you are able to enter into a new contract with FedEx as long as you meet all of the requirements. Now, what are some of the now from what I hear, FedEx requirements is is almost like uh, Amazon requirements, but a little bit more. Strange. So, yeah. what what are, what are the requirements uh, for to become a contractor with FedEx? At the time, and even now, they look at they look at your 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 assets. Um, even now, they look at your assets. They want to see that you are a, a business owner. If you're a business owner, you're already in business, you're running a business, that makes you a very, you know, attractive applicant because they want people that already know how to run a business. They don't want newbies um, because there's a lot that comes with running a business, right? Workers' compensation, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, tax, tax issues, labor law issues, um, knowing how to route your routes, knowing how to manage your business, knowing how to, you know, get your cash flow under control, knowing the ins and outs of the DOT, um, what's allowed, what's not allowed. There's just so much. They want to know that you're able to handle all of that. They don't want someone who has zero business experience. So business mm. experience is a plus and a must, I should say, okay. when you're coming from the outside coming in. Now let me ask you this: the truck that she sold you was it? What is it like? Is it a tractor trailer or a straight truck? It was a tractor trailer. It was a 2013 
international pro star sleeper. Okay. 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 At the, at the time, it had about through 400,000 miles. The mileage wasn't too crazy on it. About 400,000 miles. That, I called it my baby because it was my first truck. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So my next question is like, you know, now, now that you're, now that you're entrepreneur and a business owner and, and, you know, and a trucking, uh, you know, owner operator for a trucking business, what are, what was some of the key driving force of you to become, you know, the, to become an entrepreneur that I'm, I'm just going to say entrepreneur because I mean, you, you, what real estate, I've done it all. Trucking, you know, so what what was the what was the driving force in in all of that? In becoming an entrepreneur or in yes. in the in the trucking part of it. In the in the trucking part of it, yes. I hope I'm answering the question correctly. I've always been an entrepreneur. Even when I worked 9 to 5, 9 to 5 was never me. I never, I never thought I would see the day where I would be settled and stable because it's like I had AD, like just, you know what I mean? Like all over the place. Mm -hmm. I would have a Mm -hmm. nine to five, but I would still have my side hustle. Like I had a cleaning service called Rosie Maids. Mm -hmm. And my slogan was take a break, get a maid, right? Did that for a Mm -hmm. little bit, had my little thing going, you know, I had my website, everything going. It was fun. Um, But I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, When I go to bed at night, I can't sleep because I see images flashing across my eyes. You know, it's hard when your brain is constantly going when your body is saying it's time to sleep. So when I got into the trucking game, I was like, wow, this is perfect because I don't sleep anyways. So when the trucks went out at night, because, you know, trucking is 24-7. Well, with FedEx, anyways, it's seven days a week, 24 hours a day, okay? So me staying up late at night, you know, waiting on the drivers to call, you know, or if there was a breakdown waiting on that, it was fun initially for me because I'm like, well, I don't sleep anyways. Um, you know, I'm always going, so this can work out perfectly. But I guess my my driving force behind it is just success. You know, I was built to succeed. I wasn't built to fail. And I will I will I will try and try over and over until I've exhausted every option. And I really see I can't do it for me to say, okay, you know what? Fine. That, that's not going to work. But still, I don't quit. I just go into something else. I just figure out something else. But that's All my right. All right. So when, so this is, this is six years ago. Am I correct? That you started the business. Um, you, you got your, you, you got your 2014 international tractor trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like? when you got that first load and who drove it? Okay. So first of all, for, for you to get started in FedEx, it, it's a minimum of two routes. So I had, remember I had two routes. She gave me one with the business. So I had to work on getting the second truck. That was extremely challenging for me because, you know, I, I, I guess you can kind of say I was in the re in, in my reboot phase of my life and my financials. Mm-hmm. And getting the second truck was difficult. But, of course, I know a lot of people, so I was able to get my attorney to believe in me. And my attorney was able to get his friend to give me a hard money loan for the second truck. So I was able to get the second truck. Well, I started at the worst time. 
And every time I tell this story, even the vice president of FedEx, when he met me and I told him when I started, he couldn't believe I started at that moment. And he was like, you're strong. And, and that tells me a lot about you. But I started during peak season. So my first load was December, was the first week of December, which was peak season, which was snow, which was ice, which was everything. Mind you, I have zero experience in trucking. I know nothing about trucking. I just know that I've gotten my contract. I have, I have my truck set up and approved and I'm ready to go. And I put my ad out and I was lucky to get two drivers, um, you know, well, two drivers in the first one and two in the second truck. And, and we were ready to go. And I remember I was in Georgia at the time. <laughs> we were hooked up to the load and I'm getting a call saying, hey, Rosie, the airbags are inflating on this truck. I'm like, what? What does that mean? Like, what what is the airbag? <laughs> he says to me, he says to me, well, if the airbag is not gonna inflate, Rosie, uh uh, you can you can mess up your whole suspension system, and that's not good. We're we're gonna need to fix it. I'm like, oh shoot, can we do it now? You know, again, I know nothing. So, you know, we were lucky enough, we got somebody to come out, replace the airbag, and um, we were ready to go um with the load. And they were on their way to Salt Lake City, Utah, and I didn't sleep that night because I I was I was uh, I was a wreck. You know what I mean? Yeah, a wreck. Then they get to Utah, they send me videos. They're like, "Hey, Rosie, we're up here, but oh my God, you know, it's 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 ice, it's snow, and we we got a bunch of FedEx trucks and ditches and everything. We're gonna just take it slow." I'm like, "Okay, do what you guys gotta do. Okay, just be safe. I'm up. I'm up with y'all. I'm not driving, but I'm up. Call me." And they send me videos of the wheels spinning. Truck's not moving, the wheels just spinning. And I'm like, oh my God, could not sleep. So yeah, that was my first first trip, first everything, my first everything in the middle of peak season. <laughs> so that, that that was was that the team drive load or was that the solo drive team load? Driver, two, two team. One and it was worse is that the, the the one guy was a student driver. Because at the time, FedEx approved student drivers. So I had a student driver in the truck with an experienced guy. The experienced guy had to take it on through because, you know, we wouldn't let the student behind the wheel. He knows nothing. And the student is panicking. The dude is scared crapless. You know what I'm saying? Afraid. You say crapless. Yeah, that, that, that. <laughs> wow. So and that is. But, but along, along the way, uh, along the way, everything sort of uh sort of got good you you said that you went to your attorney and and uh and you was lucky luckily enough for him to believe in you yeah um you you had to go to him because your initial investment of of when you brought the when you brought the routes from the young lady pretty much drained you yes it it drained me but also too i was i was going through um, a, I call it a reboot. Um, remember I told you I had gotten into real estate. So mm -hmm. I had gotten into real estate. I had several properties that I had purchased at the time with my then spouse. And um, we were going through a divorce. So I said, okay, you know what? I need to, I need to just give him these properties and just you know, walk away from this, be done. So I did something that I never wanted to do because at the time my credit was awesome. I was, I was fine, but I, I decided to file bankruptcy. 
So I filed bankruptcy. I did a chapter seven bankruptcy, which I, I knew was going to hurt me, but I was yeah, looking that for hurt, that. That hurt your credit bad. Oh, I, oh, absolutely. But I was looking forward to the future. I was looking at the future. All right. I knew in the future something was coming for me and I could feel it. So I said, you know what? I know I can, I can repair my credit. I can redo this. I know my potential. I'm going to, I'm going to start fresh. I'm going to have something you know, different. So I did, I filed bankruptcy that alleviated a lot of that real estate debt, you know, off of my shoulder. And what happened is my initial investment was made, but now comes the part of what the credit, the credit was shot because of bankruptcy. And even when the credit score was still workable, a lot of these finance companies would not do business with me. Why? Because I filed bankruptcy. They did not want to even touch me because of bankruptcy. So I was like, okay. So I contacted my attorney, who's now my friend. And I said, listen, I'm stuck. You know, I'm, I'm making this investment. I feel good about it. I know I can turn this into something huge, but I need money to buy the second truck. If I don't have the second truck by this date, I'm going to lose this contract. So I was stressed out. Well, luckily he came through. He got someone to give me the money that I needed to buy the second truck. And that's how I purchased the second truck. And I was in business. After the the, the second truck, I want to say a year of doing everything, I started to grow. I, I, I picked up another route, another truck, another route, another truck. And from there, it, you know, the sky was the limit from that point on. Now, before I ask you this question, the 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 drivers that you that you found to drive the load how how did you come across finding them and how did you vet them because some people like some owner operators today like some owner operators as a matter of fact drill sergeant which is he's in the chat he's one of them um they say that you know finding good drivers is hard so how was you able to find some legitimate drivers for you it's true you know I, I even when i talk to one or two of my my mentees i tell them the hardest part of this is not just finding the driver but also keeping them okay it's extremely challenging um at the time um a friend of mine said to me oh go to this website called indeed right indeed.com mm-hmm. you'll find drivers at the time that's when indeed just started you know, you put an ad on Indeed, you had 50 applicants in by the end of the day, you know, for free. Awesome. Over the years, Indeed became more and more popular. Today, you put an ad on Indeed because I still use Indeed as of today because that seems to be my most effective option in finding drivers alongside word of mouth and referrals. Okay. But you put an ad on Indeed today. And it'll be running for a week. You've already spent $500 and you probably have five applicants, 10 applicants, and they're not even, they don't even meet the requirements that you posted. It's extremely, extremely frustrating. I think I've spent thousands of dollars on Indeed with, with nothing good. I think I spent a thousand dollars the other day for team drivers and all the applicants, they, they, they did not meet the qualifications, whether it was experience, whether it was a CDLA, whether it was endorsements. I was like, this is such a waste of my time. Why are they even clicking on these ads? But I guess people sometimes need to be educated. So I still call them and I said, hey, I'm so sorry you don't meet the requirements, but you you can get this, but you can go here and get that. So I, I network still. 
You know what I mean? Actually, it helped a lot of my applicants, you know, figure it out. You know, even if they didn't meet requirements, I still called and spoke with them and helped them. And they were like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Now I know what to do. You know what I mean? So okay. I just I just turn it around. Now, indeed, from the first time you used it, you had 50 people that came in that was pretty good and you didn't even have to pay for it. But now you had to pay for it and you only getting like five, six. It's crazy. I'm telling That's you. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I just spent wow. five hours last week. And when I went logged in, I think I posted an ad for a diesel mechanic because I'm looking for a diesel mechanic. And they billed me $500. And when I logged in to see my applicants, I only had three applicants. I'm like, what the heck just happened? You, know, It's getting worse. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. Man. Have, have, any, other, have any other drivers that you, that you did bring on within the six years that you've been in business, have you had any issues with them? And if so, what, what did you do? Well, my longest driver is Lisa. I've posted her on my Instagram a couple of times. She's been with me the longest. Uh, she came in in my second year. So, sorry, sorry. Yeah, my, my, my second year. So I started November of 2015. She was hired like summer of 2016, a few months later. And she's been with me the longest. Um, when I hired her, she had her own truck. And then she had an issue. That's what caused her to look for work. And along the way, um, me trying to pair up with the best partner, because at the time I did a lot of team driving um, and finding teams, matching teams is very challenging because I can imagine. Yeah. With different personalities, you know, hygiene, just a lot of stuff. You know, you tend to want to listen to listen to the drivers and try to, you know, pair them up so they're happy. So they stay in the truck and the wheels keep turning. So I guess I, I did a great job pairing her up with with her third partner that he influenced her to leave and go get a, their own truck again. So they ended up leaving me, got their own truck. A couple of months later, I heard back from her and she, you know, she, she broke down crying on the phone and I said, what happened? What's wrong? And she said, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. You, you know, you, you, you know, you got, you got how many trucks and I got only one. I don't know how you do it. And I said, well, the difference is, is that you have one. So you have nothing to alleviate the financial stress and the pressures. Having more than one, I have something to fall back on. So if I had, at the time I had four trucks. So when one truck went down, the other three kids running, you know, money's coming in and I can take care of that one truck that broke down and pay for it and cover expenses. You know what I mean? And I explained that to her, that you have one truck, your engine just blew. Yeah, it's stressful. Yeah, you're going to cry because you're stuck. If you didn't save up money, you're not going to be able to, you know, cover the expense. So she ended up asking me if she can come back. And I said, listen, I'd love to have you back. You know what I mean? And she's been with me ever since. It's been six years and she she hasn't left. She's been with me ever since. So when she, when, when you paired her up with a dude, the <laughs> dude talked her out of 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 working with you, we probably did some sweet talk. Like, yeah, you know, you know you how can, it is. <laughs> you, you you could be better than her. All the money. You know let's let's get our let's get our let's her. let's get our authority together, <laughs> and together all our money could come into our pocket. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, let's do it, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you get out there and the dude turned on you. Yeah, I think when I asked her what happened. 
she said, Rosie, it's the same thing that happened to me the first time I partnered up with my last partner. We made the money, but we're poor money management. They did not manage the money properly. So when something happened to the truck, there was no money to fix the truck. And that's so, just a lot of ish, you know reasons why people fall out of business. So SYCS Trucking Company. How did you come up to come up for the name of the company? Is it is it an acronym or it's, how it's did a, you come up with the name? It's for my children. It's for my uh, it's my two my two eldest kids. It's their initials. Um, my two eldest kids. They have Korean names um, because they're half Korean. Mm -hmm. So Song Hee S Y. Chosu CS. So it's their initials that I pretty much just put together and I came up with six, six trucking. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, so let's, uh, let's, let's fast forward. Uh, let's fast forward, uh, a couple of years because uh, again, you've been doing it for six years. You've been successful at it, uh, for six years. You, you grew the business from, uh, a uh, a, a 60K investment to a whopping 2.9 million dollar business in 2020 how did you how, how did that make you feel when you when you saw the end when when you saw your end um uh, what uh how did you feel when you saw that well you know i have goals i said goals you know what I mean? Um, I guess the year prior, when I when I when I saw one million, and then when I saw one point two, and then when I saw one point seven, I was like, okay, I'm motivated. Okay, I can do this. You know what? I wanna I wanna make three million. I wanna do three million. And I think <clears throat> it wasn't even halfway through the year. I was already at 1.7 and I'm counting the days and the months and I'm like, okay, I'm not that far off. And I'm, I'm doing all my calculations. And I'm like, okay, Rosie, if you add this many more trucks and we do this many more pickups because you have extra drivers, but not enough trucks, we can probably do this. And you know, I'm, I'm brainstorming, talking to myself. I write everything down in a book. I have this notebook that I've had for over 10 years and I write everything down. So I'm able to actually turn my pages and see ideas that I had back then and see it come, you know, come alive and come, you know, into reality. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, I already accomplished this. Okay, great. So I write everything down. And I, and when I write something down, it's almost as if, I don't know how to explain it. When I write it down, it, it, it becomes a reality for me. I don't know if it's because maybe I'm able to focus on it and, you know what I mean? And, have it in front of me and see it and go for it. I can't explain it, but writing it down helps. And I was just able to conjure up the idea of generating $3 million, you know, at the end of 2020, you know, 2020, that was my goal. And I missed it by this much, by this much. I missed it by this much. <laughs> But when so I, how, I, how, I how does it like, oh my how, god, how, how does it how, how does it feel? I mean, I, 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 how, it how feels, does it feel to be a, a multi-millionaire? It feels awesome, you know. It feels, it feels, <laughs> it feels like God answered every prayer, every dream I had. This little girl from Saint Lucia, 
you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, wow, the American dream is actually possible. You know, it's tangible. And the, the, now, being, now being young back in St. Lucia, as yeah. a young as, as as a young trucker girl, you you didn't even phantom uh, even being a multi-millionaire. I mean, <laughs> millionaire wasn't even a word back then. <laughs> I didn't even know. What we don't know what it was. You know what I'm saying? We're on an island. We got the beach, the water. We, what was that? We don't know. We know the word rich. We knew rich. I want to be rich when I grow up. That's all I kept saying. When I grow up, I want to be rich. I want to have a house. I want to have two kids. I want to have a dog. I want to have a cat. I want to get married. I want a BMW. And guess what? I had all of that already. I had. I have the house. I have the, well, now I have four kids, but I had the two kids for a long time. You know, I had the BMW. You know, I had everything. Everything I said I wanted to have, it happened for me. I worked towards it, and it happened. And plus. Now, now you know what? I'm about to turn Kevin Samuels on your ass right quick, man, because you is the high-value woman that high-value men is looking for. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, wow. I mean, are you now? Let me ask you this: I'm I'm about to jump into your in in into your relationship life right quick. So you have four kids. Uh, are you married? Divorced. Okay, but the the kids is by the same father, right? So I was I married very young. I married when I was what nineteen. I married very young, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. I can't remember. It, it, it's so long ago. But I married very young. And I had my first two kids um, with my husband. And then my partner, I have two kids with my partner. Oh, okay. Right? Now, so right, now. right now, right now, my partner and I, we're not in a relationship. So you can almost kind of say that I am single. Single and loving it. Single with four children. Single and a businesswoman. Single and successful. I don't um, need to be distracted. I want to stay focused. Now let me ask you this. Now being a now being a young single, uh attractive entrepreneur, businesswoman like yourself, what type of what type of man are you looking for? Or if you was to let me rephrase that. If you was to be looking for a man, mm-hmm. then what what's the man that you will be looking for? What what man would you would 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 work for you? That's all. I can't even answer the question because can I say something first? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. First of all, I want to say, now I understand what people feel when they've reached a different level in their lives of financial independence. And I just want to say that I am so sorry that you guys have had to go through that. I get it now. We don't get it, and you will never get it until you get there. And now I can honestly say I get it. I get it. I see it. I'm experiencing it. It's hard. It's not easy. Once you've reached a different level in your life financially, it, it's it's hard to trust someone. It's, it's hard to trust someone. You don't know if you're meeting someone for, for true love or for what you're capable of doing for them or for what you can give them. It's very hard. And when you have children, it makes it even more challenging for you picking the right person. Does that make sense? 
Maybe. So I don't know what I'm looking for, but I know what I would love. You know, I want someone who has the same drive as me because I had someone that didn't have my drive. You understand? But then again, I had someone who had my drive. The problem was you have two alphas. I'm an alpha female. And he was an alpha male. And for me, I don't see it being a problem, but I'm just telling you my experience. Him being an alpha alpha male, he seemed to have had a he had an issue with my alpha alphaness. Because at the end of the day, I want to be equal to you. I don't want it to be, well, I'm the man and you need to listen to your man and you need to do what I tell you to do. Or, or, you know what, why, why, why don't you let a man be in control? No, we're equal. You know, I'm working my ass off just as hard as you are. I'm, I'm, I'm making us money. You know, I'm doing my, you know, you know, I'm doing my thing. Give me my props, but don't give me my props, but still want to control me. You see what I'm saying? We got to be level. Now there's only 10% of, uh, 10% of dudes out here that's like close to your level. So would you give a blue collar brother a chance? Of course. If you if of course I would. I would give a blue collar guy a chance if you you're as hard working as me. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's yeah, up, you man. Be hard work. You gotta listen, man. You gotta be hard working. You get what I'm saying? You got you gotta be hard working. I think I posted something today on Instagram saying you know, and excuse my language, you know, when, when people who are doing drugs need to get high, they, they always find money to go buy it. Okay. And they never give up. They're always going to find a way, right? Why Mm -hmm. would you give up so easily? You know, you, you have them, that game is stronger than yours. You know what I'm saying? You have to be strong. You have to always want to keep working. You have to find a way. You can't give up. You got to find a way. So I want somebody who's going to be able to, to, to work hard and figure things out and, and make a way. You see what I'm saying? I want that. I want That's that. Cool. You got to be on my level. Have to. How many? So how many? So Rosie, you, I mean, you, I mean, wow. How, how, how many hours do you, do you, do you, do you work? I mean, <laughs> I mean. How, how how do you do it? I'm I'm like what your driver asked you. Like, how do you do? It? How, how many hours a day that you actually work? You know, it's it's funny you ask that question. I'm talking to you right now with a with a headache. Okay, I have a headache, but I'm a good team player. You know, you called me today and you said, "Hey, can we do it now?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." I haven't slept. I've been up for 24 hours because my team left to go over the road and they were having issues fueling up and they couldn't fuel up and. And I was on the phone with FedEx for hours trying to figure out what's up with our T-shirt card. So I haven't slept. You see me, I'm in my T-shirt still mm-hmm. running from running around. Um, had a long day, full day. Let um, me let me let me stop you right there, right quick. Let me let me stop you right there. And I, I want I want to point that out a little bit. What makes what makes this boss different from everybody else that's that's on Instagram. That's that's these quote unquote trucking gurus. Yeah, I'm I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> she's not on. She's number one. You you don't see a boss of her caliber bragging like, yo, this is what I got. This is what I'm doing. Yo, yep. call me up for call me up for consultations and yada yada yada. Here's a person that's in a t-shirt. 
and 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 sleeper clothes on. This is the type of person right here that that people need to need to talk to. They, yep. you know, these these the the people right here that's that's in the background that's running a business, running a multi million dollar company, and all like that. These is the ones that you guys need to talk to. Instead of instead of the hyper ones that's coming on Instagram saying, "Yeah, give me this, and I could teach you how to do this, and I could teach you how to do that," I'm just saying, my fault. I'm back. Can I can my, I my add real quick? Let me add to that real quick. Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, a lot of people DM me saying, "Hey, how did you do it? I want to learn. Can you mentor me? Can you tell me what to do?" And I give a lot of information, no problem. But unfortunately, over the years, I've had to learn that unfortunately, I have to value my time. So exactly. only now, only and my mom, my mom always yell at me, Rosie, stop giving free information. You keep helping people, you'll never get rich. And I always told my mom, Mom, it's fine. That's just who I am, mommy. I don't care. I want to help them. Well, I'm in a position where now, where I am, you know, I'm successful now. I still want to help, but I have to value my time. Even when you were talking to me to set us up, how many times did my phone go off? It just keeps going all day, every day. So if I'm going to take 30 minutes out, you know, I value me and my time. I want somebody to value that information. And the only way they're going to value that information, I believe, is if they're investing in it, if, if they're paying if for they it. they pay for it. it. Because now they've paid for that information I gave them. Now they're going to exactly. do something with it. It's not going to just be asking me all these questions and doing nothing with it. So, yeah. So now all these people that have been DMing me, I finally put a book now on my Instagram where they can book me for 30 minutes for an hour and we can talk. If you want to just vent to me about your day working, it doesn't matter. Vent to me. I always think of ideas of how I can make that day better for you or how you can get out of that, that, that slump that you're in to you know, propel yourself further. But yeah, um, I did that. A lot of the people that reached out to me, obviously some of them weren't serious when they saw, hey, give me 150 bucks for 30 minutes of my time. And some people actually spend that money, spoke to me for 30 minutes. In fact, I have two mentees. I was able to get two mentees. Um, one of them I've, I've helped a lot. And, you know, hopefully she'll put up, you know, her experience with me. But she wants to do a trucking company. I put her on the right track. She's about to pick up her first box truck. She was going to be picking it up on Thursday. I linked her with someone selling a box truck in New York. She's going to be picking that up on Thursday so she can start her trucking business. And once she gets that up and going, I'm going to take her to the next step of finalizing some sort of an agreement with Amazon so she can start pulling. This young lady was about to invest $8,000 into a real estate program. She wanted to do real estate and trucking. And I said to her, what is the reason for the real estate program? What are you trying to accomplish with that? She said, well, I just want to buy a house. I just want to know how to buy a house. I said, oh, so you're not trying to flip and do all of this stuff? So why would you invest that? I did real estate with no course, no experience. I can show you how to buy a house with no money. That's not a problem. And thankfully, she listened to me and she canceled the, the course. She got her money back. So I saved her eight grand. And I said to her, stay focused. If you want to do trucking, you already have an MC number, DOT number, stay focused. Sometimes we try to do too much all at once. You understand? And I was able to get her to stay focused and she's going in the right direction. So again, like you said, I'm, I'm simple, you know, no makeup, nothing simple, easygoing. I just do what I have to do. And I'm genuine, you know, as much as I can be genuine, I, I'm a hundred percent genuine. 
with anybody that I talk to, and I, I'll tell it like it is, and I'll and hopefully people can appreciate that. So I just wanted to add that. Welcome everybody to the Lockout Man Podcast Show. I appreciate you guys being up in here. My special guest tonight is Trucker Girl ATL. Uh, she is the owner of SYCS Trucking Company. Uh, we will get to uh, we will get to some of you guys' questions in a minute. But um, how has uh, uh, Trucker Girl? How has being uh being an entrepreneur a trucking entrepreneur affected your family life oh my goodness my kids tell me mommy you you you're always busy mommy you're always you're always busy mommy you know you don't make any time for us so i've had to make some adjustments but my kids i think it affects my kids more than anything um because they're used to me being with them 24 7. um i find myself having to be going to atlanta coming back to new york I go to Atlanta once a month for about a week or two to check on my trucks, to go to my safety meetings, to meet my drivers, to do safety meetings with the drivers. And then I come back home, uh, back to mommy duties. And of course, running everything from, I run my entire business from New York with my cell phone and my computer. So I'm on the phone a lot and, and they're trying to get my attention and sometimes they can't get my attention. So I want to say it affects my kids a whole lot more in terms of giving them that time. But I keep telling them that mommy's working really hard so we can get into a position where I can spend more time with you guys. And, and it's, it's, we're almost there. I invested six years of my time. You know, I want to invest another year and, and, and then I can give my kids a lot more of my time. Um, on a relationship level, it didn't affect it at all because like I said, at the time, we were both the same. We're both, you know, hardworking you know, go-getters, ambitious, same, same everything, same passion, everything. So that didn't affect my, my love life. Friendships got affected a little bit. A lot of my friends, you know, they, we have different priorities. You know what I mean? I was more on the road of success and building an empire, whereas everybody else are more of, you know, mingling, socializing, partying, hanging out. You know, I have, I, I have bigger fish to fry. I can but do you that. know what? You you know what? Of course, you're gonna lose some friends along the way. You know you, you know once you once you at the status where you at right now. Yeah. A lot of a lot of your friends that was down there, you know they 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 turned to envy. They turned to hate. They turned to oh well she this she bougie she all like that now. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> you know when when I was down here when I was broke everybody was happy. But now that I got some money, oh, now 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 I'm a problem. Yeah, no, friends. I wouldn't say all. I think my real friends, they're very my real friends are extremely supportive of me. And as a matter of fact, a lot of them give me compliments. A lot of them say, Rosie, what I love about you is that even if you're like a millionaire, even if like you have everything and you're doing all of this, you're so humble. You're still rosy. Like you haven't changed. Because a lot of times, like even my drivers will pep me up like one of my drivers she's so proud of me she'll always talk and hype me up oh my boss oh yeah my boss did this oh my boss and i'll be like lisa stop saying that and she said to me she said rosie one thing i love about you as much as you earn that you don't even want people to know and that's what i respect about you and that's what i love about you like you're so humble like everybody says that about me like i don't want it out there even if that's the truth i still don't want it out there you know what i mean all right, Darren, ride through life. What's going on, my G? I appreciate you stepping up in here. Drill Sergeant, I, I, I see your post, man. <laughs> uh, Darren wants to know, how do you buy a FedEx route? 
He said he's been looking. Okay. If you go online and you Google FedEx routes for sale, you're going to get a lot of different websites coming up. Um, I know, I think it's called AKR or AR Capital. They're a broker that also does FedEx routes. But understand something. The moment you start dealing with a broker, you're paying premium top dollar. So, for example, I did a $60,000 investment, right, when I started with two routes in a truck. Well, the same two routes in a truck, I posted it on Instagram for sale, and I was able to sell it for $400 and something thousand dollars, okay? So understand, you're going to be paying premium. Your best bet, um, word of mouth. Like, for example, a lot of FedEx contractors, some of them that aren't successful are having a hard time, they want out. They want to just get out of it. And that's how I picked up a lot of my routes at the time. I got one for two grand a couple of years ago. I got one for eight grand a few years after that, you know, so you can get them for cheap. I don't know now if you can, I'm talking about maybe three, four years ago when I picked up mines, I think people got smart and they, they figured it out, but Hey, go to Craigslist, you know, Craigslist, sometimes people will list, you know, the routes for sale there. Um, and like I said, just word of mouth, you know, you know, ask drivers, Hey, is your contractor looking to sell? You, you'd be surprised. You never know what could come up. All but right. That, is FedEx freight is just all you run or do you do you run do you run other freight as well? No, I only do FedEx. FedEx ground is what I focus on. I focus on running for FedEx ground. That's who my contract is. I do have my own authority, which I got six years ago, thinking of branching off and doing something else. But I made a decision to stay focused. Okay and grow in one direction, learn the business. I call, I call working with FedEx. I call it trucking for dummies. Okay. Being a FedEx contractor is trucking for dummies because they do a lot of the legwork for you, you know, insurance wise and just everything else wise. It's very, we're, we're, we're almost, I want to say spoon fed on a lot of things that makes life easy for us. And I think that's why I was able to grasp and learn so much so quickly. Um. And I, Rosie, what what was your like? You know, you've been in the game for six years. You you've been uh you you did uh real estate before you got into it. What was what was some of your greatest fears, and how how was you able to manage it? I guess my biggest fear was, you know, you always heard people having accidents. You know those horrific accidents, and I think my biggest fear of of having an accident. Every time drivers went out, I would always be so scared. Every time the phone rang, I'd be like, you okay? Everything good? You guys are good? Because I'm thinking they're calling me to tell me they had an accident. That for me, believe it or not, was my biggest fear when I got into this business is getting a call that I had an accident. And sure enough, um, it took a couple of years, but I had my first major accident. I want to say back in maybe, maybe two years ago, um, my driver was inching, you know, he got to the stop sign, nothing was coming. Then he proceeded forward and this, um, pickup truck came out of nowhere, slammed right into, into him. And it totaled my truck Thank And this is a, this is a huge sleeper got totaled by a little, little pickup truck. Um, thankfully nobody was hurt in the truck, but I think the driver had to be taken, you know, to the hospital and stuff like that. I was devastated. I cried all night, all day scared because I believe that accident would have hurt me and my contract that yeah, I that was would have hurt 
that would have hurt the business. Yeah, like, that done. Oh my god, I'm done. So my my biggest fear came to to rea- became a reality, but I was too hard on myself because it didn't affect me the way that I thought it would affect me. So after so after that major accident, uh, I, I'm I'm going to assume that the uh, the driver of the pickup truck got a lawyer and they Probably. pretty much. Yeah, well, they, they see FedEx, FedEx, and you know, you know how it is. So yeah, I'm a, I'm sure that's what happened. You know, they fixed, they repaired all the damages and stuff like that. I got a, another truck, and a couple of years later, I had another another accident. Well, not years, but I want to say maybe six months later, I had my second accident. I'm like when it rains, it pours. My second accident, driver switching lanes, the beep, everything went off. You see him looking because we have event recorders in the truck. You see him checking his mirrors, you know, checking his rev, you know, side mirror, looking. He thinks it's clear and he starts to change lanes. Well, I guess, you know, people try to speed and race with the trucks. Exactly. So he probably figured, oh, you're not cutting me off, sped up. And guess what? Got caught at the very rare back tire of the second trailer because we do pups doubles. Mm -hmm. Second uh, trailer by the tire got him up against the guardrail and dragged him the whole way. Now, you know. This now you know, I, and I'm glad that you that that you're on here with me tonight. Uh, I really do appreciate your time. Thank you very much. But not only are you talking about your successes, but you're also talking about your issues as well. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So you know, with these now with these two accidents, how how did that hurt? Did did that hurt you? Did I mean did did you have to go to court? What 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 did the accidents do to you know do to your company? The way it works, <clears throat> pulling for FedEx and operating under their DOT and everything, FedEx pretty much does everything for us. You know, legal wise, they'll get the lawyer, they'll send them out, they'll represent us, they'll do everything. So I didn't have to do anything. Okay, um, <clears throat> in terms of how it hurt me with FedEx, FedEx you know has a, a system in place um, where they look at your you know, your accidents, your, um, your safety, uh, scores, as they put it, and they rate you based on the size of your fleet. And that was my second accident within, a a 12 month period. So it did kind of put me in the red, well, in the yellow. And when they had my safety meeting, they were like, okay, this is your second accident. You're in the yellow. At that point, they want you to give them a plan, a safety plan of how you're going to improve safety, whether it's more driver training, whether it's investing in more safety equipment in the truck, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, they want to see your plan. They make it very simple. Show them the plan. And I put that plan in in place. I made changes. I put the plan in place and my safety score improved. So with the improving of my safety score, it took me out of the yellow back into the green and they were very pleased with that. But that's, that's what they do. So, and I just want to say this, FedEx is great. I love working with FedEx. I love pulling for them. Um, it was an awesome opportunity for me, but I want everybody to understand. And I tell this to drivers when I hire them, FedEx is great, but they can be extremely disorganized. A lot of drivers agree because they've experienced it. They're, they're very disorganized and they're not consistent. Um, and I'm talking about coming on their yard, finding trailers, just the whole nine yards. The same way FedEx says, oh, this is your business. We, You make the decision. You do everything. It's your business. The truth is, 
they put their hand in a lot. They control us a lot. We don't get says. We, we it's it, it it's very frustrating. And I've I, I've cried a lot. I've cried a lot. I can tell you that. I've cried a lot. And six years later, I can honestly say, I don't let it bother me anymore. They call me, they tell me something. Okay, all right, no problem. Before it used to be, oh my God, oh my God, for this. Uh, mommy, uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I've graduated. You know what I mean? I've graduated. I've learned how to handle it without stressing myself over every little thing. Darren. Darren comes back with another question. He says, do they sell with trucks or do you have to buy your own truck? It depends on what deal you get. If you find a broker or if you find an owner um, selling the routes, it just depends. Brokers, usually they will they will pair it together with trucks because they want to maximize the, 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 the um, value of the route. So they'll probably pair it with a truck to make it more appetizing uh, for a buyer. Uh, a contractor, if you get it from a contractor, nine out of 10 times, they're just selling you the route. They don't want to sell their truck because sometimes the trucks have a note on it that they're still paying. So they'll not want to sell you the truck. Sometimes they'll say, well, I have a note on this truck. You can take over the note. You know, you can take over the payments and it just becomes messy and complicated. But my advice, if you're going to buy a route, just buy the route, get your own truck. You're better off. That's what's up. Now, now, Rosie, do you do you believe uh, do you believe that there's some sort of pattern or formula to becoming a trucking entrepreneur such as like such as yourself? I want to say yes. There's a formula. I can sit down and write a formula up, but when I did it, I didn't have a formula. <laughs> I just you know I just went with my gut. And my ambition, you know, it drove me to staying on track and focused and not giving up. Because trust me, I could have given up months ago, years ago. You just have to stay on track. But yes, there's a formula. I can write up a formula of how to start your own trucking company. From incorporating the business, to getting the DOT number, to getting your DOL number. I can sit there and lay it all out piece by piece and make a manual and be like, hey, for sale. Start to finish. How to make $2.9 million after six years. <laughs> now, I, now I know you said, now, now I know you said, of course, you know, you said that your time is valuable and uh, of course time is money. But when you was come, when you was coming in, you know, six years ago, you, you, you had a lot of help yourself, right? No, no help. I had to figure it out on my own. And thanks to Google and YouTube, I YouTube a lot of the, the stuff that I needed to, to know. I YouTube a lot of it. Um, I Googled a lot of it. I did a lot of research, late nights, reading up on trucks, reading up on a lot of things. Um, my partner at the time, he was a great, great support system. If I wasn't sure about something, about because he was a he's a mechanic, I'd be like, hey, what's this on the truck? What's that on the truck? He'd come down there with me occasionally. And he'll say, okay, you know what? Let's change the shocks in this truck. Let's change the shocks in that truck. Go around looking for a shop. A lot of a lot of what I had to do was I was self-taught, self-taught. My drivers, they played a role because I needed drivers that knew what they were doing because I did not know what we were doing. 
And along the way, I would call them. I would ask them questions. Hey, what's this? Hey, what's that? Why, why do you have to do that? Hey, do you know the hours of service? What is it? They'd tell me. I'd go online, look it up, read, read, read. That's how I, I, I learned a lot of this um, trucking stuff from just researching online, asking questions from my drivers, other contractors. I met, hey, how do you do this? Hey, where do you get that? But to say I had help, no, not a lot of help. Now, as far as now, as far as your drivers go, you, of course, you went, you started with two routes. Yeah. Two trucks. And now you're up to like 19 trucks and 21 employees. Yeah. And you're still, and, and you're still looking, right? For what? <laughs> For trucks uh, or employees? Uh, no, nah, I mean, are, well, let me rephrase it then. Are are you still looking? Because I got your website. Let me see if I can bring it up. Hold on. Can I bring up your website? You should be able to. What I am, what I, I guess what I'm, I'm looking to do now, now that I've hit 19 trucks and I've hit where I have, and I was saying this to, to a couple who called me asking me some questions about FedEx and what, what should they do um, between signing on with a company or doing their own authority. I guess what I ended up telling them was what I want to do now is I want to put together an administrative team that will pretty much take over running my daily operations. And by doing that, I want to venture out into something else, whether I sign on with Landstar or I decide, you know what, I am going to go ahead and do my own authority and go on the load board I think that's that's what I'm I'm looking to do, but not now, not now. Maybe the right. so S S Y C S Trucking Company, local people, great service, located out of Atlanta, Georgia, or yeah, A ATL, right? Atlanta, yep. Georgia. Um, so OT, if you are looking for people, it will just be strictly for OTR team drivers right you you don't you don't have no solo drivers yep i do both i have team drivers that go over the road i have dedicated runs for over the road atlanta to california and back and then i have a lot a lot a lot of local runs daytime shift nighttime shift weekends only part-time full-time local and when i say local from 30 miles down the road and back to the terminal to five six hundred miles down the road and back to the terminal so i have solo and i have i guess you can call it city where they do 20 30 miles and back and then they go maybe 600 miles down the road and back or 250 miles down the road and back so we have now, a combination of those runs now right here for who uh for what you're looking for experienced drivers you're starting them off at 54 cent a mile split so that's 54 cent a mile to the truck, right? Right. And that actually has gone up. We have, I haven't updated those, those, you know, those um, salaries yet. And I will do that um, in the next few weeks. But now our teams are doing 70 cents a mile split. Okay. So it's a awesome. truck. That's what we're doing right now. 70 cents uh, a mile to the truck. Our local drivers are doing great. Our local guys that go home every day. They're bringing in, they're making anywhere between $1,100 to $1,800 a week. And that's just local drivers. Um, and again, our solo drivers, that's drivers in the trucks by themselves going two to 600 miles down the road. 
they're making 55 cents per mile. Um, um, and again, we offer we, we offer benefits. We have dental, medical, vision. We even have a retirement 401k plan. And I think we match it up to 3%. Yeah, 3% okay. we match. All right. So so you're double. So, uh, double. <laughs> so you're double. So you W-2. W-2 employees per my contract. I'm not allowed to have 1099s. All W-2s. Okay. 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 Uh, perks. You have a meal, a meal allowance. What is that? I give my drivers uh, a meal allowance every for over the road. They get a meal allowance where they're able to to get meals. Um, uh, okay. I think what is it twenty five dollars they get each, and they're able to put that towards meals. Thanksgiving, I'll buy them. You know, Thanksgiving. You know, dinners, holidays if they're working. You know, I buy them lunch. Lunch on me. You know, we we try to make it fun. You know, we're a family over here. You know what I mean? Okay. I treat everything the way I want to be treated. Kind of thousand. Thing. A thousand miles guarantee, five hundred dollar base pay guarantee weekly, medical, vacation. Yeah. Okay, okay. What, what um what what are the what 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 are you looking for as far as the drivers coming in? What what do they, you know, what they experience have to be? Do they have to have a clean background? Yeah. Uh, do you do uh do do you do a uh hair follicle test? Do you do urine? What what all what all the drivers have to do in order to come in to uh to work with SYC? Since we pull for FedEx, they're extremely strict. They use a third party. Um, the driver, if they're interested, they would apply online. They don't need to come in. They everything is online. Once the application is done, they would be set up for a drug test, urine um drug test then they do a road test the background check is very thorough they do a criminal background check they do employment verification they check everything um you need a you need one year of experience for fedex they only you know one year um student drivers are welcome to apply but they must attend one of the approved schools like georgia driving academy road road, road route master you know just to name a few um, if you go to one of those schools, you can apply to FedEx and become a student driver. Um, and the process takes anywhere between one to two weeks. Clean background, um, accidents. You really don't want to have a whole bunch of accidents in the last three years. If anything, tickets. Um, you really want to have no tickets. But if you do, it has to be under the speed limit because anything, I think, what is it, 10 miles over the speed limit, you know, they would disqualify you on the spot. So they're very strict and you must have your endorsement for doubles and triples because 90% of the time we're pulling doubles. All right. All right. So Rosie, if, if you can go back and I mean, go back within your six years of, of rocking out with your business and everything, what would, what would be the three things that you would change about it or wow. trucking it that it, it could be trucking in general too. So Okay. The three things I would change, um, I guess initially, I would just in I would I would I should have just invested in brand new trucks. I should have invested in brand new trucks. Um, I was hesitant about it. I didn't see the need for it. I guess too, when you're just starting, you thinking financially you can't do it. But I think when I purchased my second round of trucks, I should have just gone for brand new. Because having the expense up front 
is better because you know that payment is let's just say three thousand dollars a month you know it's three thousand dollars a month but you know the truck is new and it's going to run with no issues no problems whereas buying the used trucks yeah it was cheaper and it's hit or miss okay i don't want to be a hypocrite because the used trucks may be the same amount of money my new truck made me so i don't want to be a hypocrite i love my used trucks but what i'm learning today like right now today because i just bought eight more trucks and they were used and I'm saying to myself, Rosie, now should have been the time for you to buy the, 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 the brand new trucks. And that's actually what I'm working on right now. So if I had to change anything, I would have invested in brand new trucks in my second year of doing business and kept doing new from that point forward. Because a lot of the expenses I'm having, it's kind of, it's keeping me grounded. I don't know if you know what I mean. The wheels aren't turning. I'm sitting for too long waiting for this shop to take the truck and fix it that shop to take the truck and fix it i'm I'm wasting time and time is money so that's one thing i would have changed you know just investing in in new equipment um and i guess the second thing is having having a a, a business manager sooner than later i took on a lot of the responsibilities all myself i'm a one-woman show i do everything payroll administrative everything by myself and that's because i don't I don't trust anyone. I micromanage everything because I don't believe anyone is going to do it the way I'm going to do it. And with this business, there's a lot of liability. So I guess you, 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 you can say, I want to make sure that everything's going the way it's supposed to go because I don't want to lose my route. I don't want to find myself in a bad situation. But having help, having someone to help you manage things is, is a must. You, can't, you cannot do it by yourself. And I have been doing it by myself. Okay. And girl. The third thing. Superwoman. <laughs> and, <gasps> and the third thing, I can't think of the third thing. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm sure I can, but I know we're limited with time. And then the third thing, let me think. Um, I think that's the two main things: just getting help and the equipment. Oh, and the drivers. Um, I think. The ideas I have now for my drivers, I should have had it in the beginning because I think if I had it in the beginning, I would have been able to have better quality drivers. Um, hiring student drivers, hiring, hiring drivers with less than three years of experience, I think is a big deal. And when I first started, I wasn't thinking about experience. I wasn't thinking about anything. All I was thinking of is I have to have a drive in the truck. FedEx is going to take my ride. I have to have a drive in the truck. If I don't, FedEx is going to ding me. Well, guess what? It cost me a lot. I had two accidents. I had a lot of things happen. Trucks being damaged, trucks being, you know what I'm saying? Mistreated and, and, and mishandled. I think it's really important to be, you know, to be very selective with your driver, with your workforce. You know, there's a saying quantity over quality, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make sense if I have 21 drivers, if only five of them are going to do the right thing and take care of the equipment and, you know, not have accidents, you know? How so- do you... How how do you go by invest now that the drivers are working for you? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you invest in the driver to make that driver happy? The way that I invested in my drivers, I took a, a large chunk of my profits and I, I I got benefits for them. That was a huge investment, huge investment, because a lot of contract you know FedEx contractor drivers all say. Oh, they don't have benefits. They don't have benefits. That's big. Contractors will pay high, 
but there's no benefits. I know drivers has been with contractors for six years working for them and they have no, no retirement plan, no pension, no nothing. And that for me was a big thing. I wanted to attract a certain kind of driver. So I figured, okay, you know what? Let me make this investment. Let me get insurance. Let me get a 401k retirement plan, IRA retirement plan. Let me offer, you know, vacation pay. It's not much, but at least something's better than nothing. And that's how I've invested in the drivers. I've, a lot of the drivers that work for me now, they have been from with me for a year. This one driver, he's been with me for a year. He did not know that I offered benefits. When he found out, he called me and was like, Rosie, oh my God, you give benefits? Are you kidding me? Really? Wow. Like he was just amazed. He's like, can I sign up for the dental? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And it's cheap too. You know, it doesn't cost much and it's a great plan. So a lot of them actually value and appreciate the benefits and sign up for it. And some of them say they want it, get the job and never sign up for it. I have 21 employees and I only have three of them on the medical plan. Can you believe that? Only three sign up for medical. Mm. Now, Rosie, be, before we get on up out of here, now let me let me ask you this because I'm about to I'm about to play devil's advocate for a little bit. Oh boy. Are 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 you just the face of your company or are you your company? Because there's there's the way the, the way how some you know these trucking gurus do it. They're they're just the face of the company and somebody else is running the company. You know, they just, you know, put it in the ear and say, yo, I just want you to be the face of the company. <laughs> but, are, but are you the face of your company? Look, up close. I am my company. I am my company. I do it all. I run it. I don't sleep. I work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Okay? I am my company. The only thing I don't do is drive the damn truck. Okay? Yeah. All right, that's the only thing I don't do, but I do everything. There you go. That's what's up. Rosie Trucker Girl ATL. If you guys are interested in uh getting in contact with uh with whoops, wrong one. Wait a minute, let me let me take that back. I got the wrong thing up. Hold on. There we go. Now, if you guys are interested in SYCS Trucking Company, uh, she did said it on the Lockout Man podcast show that team drivers is up to 70 cent a mile now. And they uh, and the then the other drivers are at 55 cent a mile. Yep, solo 55 cents a mile and local drivers eleven hundred to about eighteen hundred a week gross. All right, and if you guys is interested in getting in contact with her, her phone number is 404-449-9190. Would when the people call uh to talk about, you know, to talk about what you have to offer, would they be getting in contact with you or with somebody in your <laughs> HR department? No, it's going to be me. Um I I take all um, you know, driver calls. I like talking to drivers, you know, one-on-one filling them out, hearing their voice, filling them over the phone. You know what I mean? I like that one-on-one um, -on -one experience. All right. And you guys can find out more on uh, SYCS Trucking Company. It's SYCSTruckingCompany.com. Uh, Rosie, thank you very much for taking the time to uh, come on and chop it up with me on the Rockout Man podcast. Yeah, you you know, questions people had, you know, about it. Thank you so much. Not a problem. 
Uh, I got I, I got one last question. Like, all right, how do you how, how do you market your what other than the website? How do you market your business? Oh, wait, no, you pretty much you pretty much answer that. Scratch yeah. that. Yeah, you you pretty indie all that other stuff. Indie, my bad. Facebook. Yep. Yeah, my my bad. <laughs> you, you you answer that. So we don't need to go back all over again. But what tips? Uh for you know for anybody that's interested in getting into trucking and all like that and and want to become a multimillionaire what tips would you like to give uh to some of the people out here before you leave what would you want the people to leave with today guys you can do it stay just stay focused you you know that this is something that was told to me and i listened stay focused you can't do 20 million things all at once and expect to have success in one area. You've got to pick one, um, pick it, um, stay on track, ask questions, get opinions. There's no wrong opinion, get opinions, do your research and don't be afraid to fail. Even if you do fail, it's okay. Just figure out what went wrong. Where did it go wrong? Correct it and get right back on again and push forward. You can do it. Just stay focused. You can do it. That's what's up. That's what's up. And that's going to do it for the Lockout Men podcast show for this evening. Uh, DSS Trucking, I, yeah, I, I, I see you in the comment section, bro. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we definitely going to have to get back one uh, once, uh, once again. Probably, I don't think it's going to be Sunday because Sunday I drive now. But We'll probably get on probably next Saturday or something like that. But I'll give you a call soon, bro. But anyway, thank you guys for watching. I really do appreciate it. Shout out to uh, Rosie and SYCS Trucking Company of ATL. If you guys are interested, definitely uh, look them up and, and, see if, and see if that's a company that's fit for you. Minority owned my, yep. and family owned. So, yep. hey, there you go. I can use some help, guys. Call me. All right. Again, everybody, thanks for watching. I really do appreciate it. If you guys like content like this and more, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share, hit that bell and that all button. If you like it, like the video. Until next time, everybody, Rosie, stay on. Until next time, everybody, y'all take it easy, and I'll talk to you with another one. Peace. Yeah.